we, we're starting to welcome to the 2024 MLS Super Draft. So FC Dallas has just moved up to number three. And Miami's moving back to 15. And Columbus won the MLS Cup this year. They're picking at 32. We're just getting a recap of that. Here on Apple. Uh, I, I'm watching the draft on Apple TV. So, yep. Um, let's copy and paste 3 through 15 in the news ticker. And let's put that on every... So they're going to another commercial figures. Um, but that's a big trade between Miami and FC Dallas. We knew something big was going to happen. I just didn't know exactly what would happen and how big it would happen. But I speculated. I was. I, I said back in October, Miami's going to move that pick for allocation money. FC Dallas offering a hundred three hundred thousand to move up twelve spots. David Beckham moving back. So yeah, that's officially official now. I've updated that pick, and we're live on Anchor. We don't know exactly what's going to happen. I agree. Just skip to the damn draft picks. That would be fantastic, MLS, if you could just... Um, that is a huge trade to move up. And let's see what news we get from Toronto FC. Four minutes to make selection, so there's a... I think the draft is going to happen. So, nothing's happened yet.
But all these teams are in their war rooms making final preparations. It's 3.32. I would think we're going to start seeing some picks happen pretty soon. Toronto FC, they're in their room making their last-minute preparations. I still think it's going to be Kamani Stewart-Baines. But we'll see what happens here. It could be Logan Farrington as well. It could be Matthew Bell. Nothing would really surprise me at this point. So Toronto FC is officially on the clock. Um, maybe they're not officially, officially on the clock, but season review, coaching changes. Um, they have picks 130 and 59. Center forward, center back, left back, right back, defensive midfielder. Basically, Toronto needs help everywhere. I mean, they did draft a goalie in the second round, Luca Gavrin from uh, St. John's. They did draft him in the second round back in 2022. He's still on the team, but there's really not a lot there. So nothing's happened yet. I mean, we showed you the trade. We'll put it back up at 1 because I think Toronto is on the clock. And believe me, I'm doing everything in my power to find out what's happening. I know people leak the picks on Twitter. I, I've, I've done enough drafts off of live streams to know what's going to happen. But nothing's been said yet.
So Matthew Doyle's holding up the iPad. All right, Toronto is officially up, folks. Eight, three minutes, 43 seconds. We'll find out who the number one pick is in the 2024 MLS Super Draft. Buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. And Toronto just needs help everywhere. And in the meantime, yeah, they took Maurice Edu, a Maryland midfielder, and I think a Maryland forward is going to go here. Yeah, and back then Columbus had number two, Kansas City had three, and Maurice Edu. I like the I like the MLS logo with the foot and the soccer ball better than the shield. I'm not going to lie to you guys, but hey, if I get any news, any updates, anything regarding Toronto... All 29 picks will be covered, but I will be covering more than the first round. I will be covering rounds two, three. I will be covering as much as I can on tonight's live stream until midnight, or maybe not midnight, but however many hours I'm allowed to cover here. In the meantime, yeah, that's what we'll do. Like, after the first hour on Anchor, we will... um. We'll try to find an image of a player in the Super Draft for 17 through 32, like Josh Jones, some other players. Could probably do that now, but I don't want to be distracted either. Josh Jones is my favorite center back in the draft, so I am getting a photo of Josh Jones, the uh, Louisville center back. And I'm going to email that to myself now so we have something for rounds one. Round one picks 16 through 30. Because I think Josh Jones is worthy of going in the top five, but I think he's going to end up in the back half of round one. So I'm already preparing for the scenario where Josh Jones ends up on Toronto. And we can just copy and paste this. Really? You're showing hockey highlights during the MLS draft. I mean, like, I get that Toronto knocked Tampa out of the playoffs, but you're really going to show highlights of the Maple Leafs in the MLS draft. This is...
I'm still here, talk shoe. I'm just... I'm getting everything set up here. And it looks like the number one pick is in. Is that Tyree Spicer that went number one? Did Spicer be go number one here? It looks like Spicer's the top pick, but I'm just confirming. Yes, Tyree Spicer, number one to Toronto. That is official, folks. The Lipscomb forward goes number one overall at Lipscomb. On Saturday, I had him going in the second round at pick 33, but once I found out he's getting a Generation Adidas offer, I was like, okay, this guy's clearly going to get an offer to turn pro. So, yes, Tyree Spicer out of Lipscomb is officially... Tyree Spicer is number one pick. I love this selection. I'm not exactly sure how Toronto's going to make accommodations for it, but Tyree Spicer is definitely one of the faster players in the draft. He's a player that checks off a lot of boxes. And yeah, Spicer, I think Spicer wore it's an A-plus grade. I know he only had one really good signature season, but... So he's the number one pick. So Tyree Spicer So Tyree Spicer is the number 1 pick. He was one of my top 3 players in this draft, so I am giving Toronto an A+ grade to start this off. And that is official Tyree Spicer. Yeah, and he he was a guy who's very consistent. He scored on Indiana. He can run a mile. Like, he's fast. Like, he literally... Tyree Spicer out of Lipscomb ends up being the number one pick in the draft. And he ends up getting a Generation Adidas deal at the very last minute. Let's see what the Ra Colorado Rapids have planned at number two.
Alright, so here is a photo of Josh Jones. I'm going to put this in the, um... Because I have a feeling Marcus um, Caldaria or Josh Jones, one of those two is going to fall to the back end of the first round. I just feel like one of those two is going to fall to the back half of round one. But Colorado has their pick in. I don't know who they're picking. I don't think anybody's leaking picks. But the pick is in. Tyree Spicer. Just curious. The Lipscomb Bisons finally have a number one draft pick. The Lipscomb Bisons have a number one draft pick. I'm just, I'm processing it. Lipscomb, the Lipscomb Bisons have come so far. They finally have a number one draft pick. That's something to be very proud of. Number one overall draft pick. Good for Lipscomb. The Lipscomb Bison. And, wow, another surprise. Duke Blue Devils midfielder Wayne Frederick. The number two pick in the draft. Wow, this draft is off to a major surprise, folks. I mean, I did have this guy going in the second round of my mock draft. But he's a central midfielder. Colorado is one of these teams that needs help everywhere. And I will update this pick. Wayne Frederick, midfielder, Duke is officially the number two pick in the draft. He's a central midfielder, versatile enough to play defensive midfielder, too, and he is a domestic-born player. Yeah, I'm looking for Wayne Frederick here. I know I, I'm, I'm running behind. Um, I'm looking for a Wayne Frederick. I mean, shoot. Hold on. Tyrese Spicer. I, I got to look at the height here. Um, 6'1", 153. That is not listed
Yeah, I'm looking for, here we go, Wayne Frederick. I, I just don't know how I feel about Wayne Frederick. I have some mixed feelings about it. I don't hate the pick, but I don't love the pick either. I'm probably going to give the Rapids a C here. Or C+. It just depends. Because if FC Dallas gets Kamani Stewart-Baines, or they get, they get somebody really good, Logan Farrington even, then FC Dallas is just looking really smart. And I, honestly, it's not that I don't like Wayne Frederick. It is... He can play the six, he can play the eight, three goals, three assists. He helped Duke take get five shutouts. I like Wayne Frederick, but not where he's being picked. Not a massive reach, but it, it is a reach at two. So, just a crazy start to the Super Draft here. I don't dislike the Wayne Frederick pick. I do think it is some what of a reach, though, to take him this early. He's, he's a raw player. He's not an established player. And I'm... We'll find out what's going to happen here, but six foot 145, um, FC Dallas. Since these people in MLS are not leaking the pick, I'm going to try to leak the pick here. Nate Jones isn't bad, but I, I actually like... Logan Farrington, Oregon State. Okay, they, they end up getting a senior here to pair with Jesus Ferreira. They're going to have a really good striker tandem. And Logan Farrington is now a member of FC Dallas. At number three. That's a good pick for FC Dallas. He's a better dribbler. I liked him more. I think his, I don't think he's as uh, potent as Duncan McGuire, but I think he's a better dribbler on the attack than McGuire was. A lot of people comparing Logan Farrington to Duncan McGuire, but the Oregon State striker, Logan Farrington, number three pick in the draft, um, top senior in the Super Draft.
will not require international roster slot. Jesus Ferreira is good, but he's not a 10-goal striker. And you get a 10-goal striker in Logan Farrington, a top three pick in this draft, a top three prospect in this draft class. This is easily, I would argue this is an A-plus grade. Pac-12 player of the year. You're going to have Logan Farrington and Jesus Ferreira. I, I would argue that's a very good... Um, that's You're going to have Logan Farrington and Jesus Ferreira. So that's... So Logan Farrington is the pick. Logan Farrington, the Oregon State Beavers striker, goes to FC Dallas. And let me tell you guys, I, I, this, this one-two punch of Jesus Ferreira and Logan Farrington, it could be a really good tandem for years to come. And I really think Logan Farrington was a bargain. I like FC Dallas here. They take Logan Farrington at three. And they still have an international slot. They can draft an international player. They can do whatever they want to do. So that's a good pick for them. And I will load this MLS draft results page. I've got some live reactions. It's not that I don't like Wayne Rooney. I just think Wayne Rooney at two is a reach. It's a massive reach. Because he only got five shutouts... I mean, and no, I don't want to say he's the 34th underclassman. That's that's irrelevant. Like, uh, let's get let's get rid of that sentence. But yeah, Wayne Frederick goes number two, and I like Wayne Frederick, but I don't love Wayne Frederick as a prospect. And I think if you're picking it two, you have to take a player you love. You have to. Like, you have to take a player you love at two. He's fast, he defends well.
So a lot of surprises coming off the board here. And Wayne Frederick. So that's Colorado's back on the clock here. The Rapids. What are the Rapids going to do at number four? Because this, this draft is just flying by. It's not that I don't like Wayne Frederick. Trinidad Tobago. I am bumping this up. Kimani Stewart-Baines, the projected number one pick. Okay, so I I will bump this up to a B-plus for Colorado. I think it's a reach in Wayne Frederick, but they still end up getting the number one player in the draft at four. I think Kimani Stewart-Baines, that's probably the best player in the draft. And Colorado gets him at four. So Kimani Stewart-Baines, the projected number one pick, is going to go to Colorado at four. That is officially official, folks. I think Kimani Stewart-Baines probably the best player in this draft. But again... So Austin FC
So that is, you know, like I move, I bumped the Wayne Frederick pickup to a B plus, but I still think it's a reach. Um, at Austin FC, what is Austin FC going to do at five? I'm really curious to see what they end up doing here. Um, there's a minute left on the clock here. And I'm just, Austin's an interesting team. And I really don't feel like, um, I feel like Kamani Stewart-Bain's a good pick, good international player to stash on your under-22 team. And Wayne Frederick, you can use an international slot. So we'll find out what's happening, but you know, Logan Farrington, Jesus Ferreira. Lots available dual citizenship. So Nate Jones, the Washington Husky center back, goes to Austin FC at five. They did need a center back, but they they drafted Kip Keller at five a few years ago. I I think Josh, I think I think Josh Jones is better than Nate Jones. That's just my personal opinion. But most mock drafts did have. Nate Jones is the top center back in the class. And it's a domestic-born player. You can take him. You can keep your picks. I don't dislike the pick, but, like, Nate, you got the thing with Nate Jones is he had better 2022 tape compared to his 2023 tape. So that's really my only complaint about the pick. So the first center back comes off the board at five. Oops. Okay, so. just a very I kind of had a feeling Nate Jones would I like Josh Jones better I'm sorry I, I, it's not that I don't it's not that I dislike Nate Jones I just think Nate Jones isn't as fast as he's being made out to be and I think Josh Jones is better. I saw Josh Jones against Pitt. I was really impressed with Josh Jones to the point where he nearly wowed me. And yeah, Nate Jones had incredible 2022 tape.
nine shutouts on an undefeated Washington team. But he had less goals, less points, and he only had three shutouts in his draft year. That's really my only complaint with Nate Jones, but with Pape Marboy coming back, he was going to go in the top five. He was. Like, there's really nothing I could do. I'll give it a B. I'll give this a B plus, and I'll give the... Because there's just been a few reaches. Oh, the, the Chicago Fire have an 18-year-old goalie, and they take Brian Dowd. So that is officially official. He is the number one goalie, but the Fire already have a good goalie. It's just not a conventional pick. When you have a good starting goalie who's as young as 18, and you have that goalie for, um, unless that goalie's being bought out,
Ryan Dowd is literally the only goalie I like enough to take in the first round. But the Fire do have a pretty young goalie. So you have Chris Brady, a 19-year-old goalie from Naperville. It's just you have three goalies on the roster. You have a 19-year-old goalie who had eight shutouts. So yes, the pick is in, number seven's in. Um, Ryan Dowd is my favorite goalie in the draft, but at the same time, I'm not sure if that's Jacob Merle, Georgetown. So DC United needs a striker, they get a striker, that is a fantastic pick. Morell's only 19.
So that is Jacob Morrell. The Georgetown striker is the official pick. And DC United still has those two international roster slots that they can use later. I do like the Jacob Morrell pick for DC United. They could have gone Matthew Bell. They could have gone a number of different routes. But I'll give DC United an A for Jacob Morrell here. I do like that pick. I don't like it enough to give it an A+, but I do like it enough to give it an A. So... Picks are just flying through, like, yeah. So Jacob Morrell is officially the number seven pick. And I'm making sure we've got everything covered. Yep. So awesome stuff here. Yeah, so there's so New York's on the clock. They've got like a minute left um, before they have to make the pick. So yes, New York's on the clock. They've got a minute left. And basically, just recapping here, Farrington, I do like the Stuart Baines pick. Nate Jones was a slight reach, but it's not a knock on Jones. Dowd, I think Dowd's the best goalie in the Super Draft, but from a fit standpoint, from a needs standpoint, this makes no sense. You already have a 19-year-old goalie, Chris Brady, who started 30 games, had eight shutouts. And now you take another goalie who's older than your starting goalie. Like, what... If you're just draft, unless you know you're going to end up selling Dowd for allocation money, it really makes no sense to do that. And yes, thank you guys for tuning in. Wow, 38 downloads, 38 viewers for people that don't. I'm really humbled, really honored. But yes, New York City... FC
So the pick is in. It's not being leaked. Let's find out what New York's going to do. So once I get through the top 10 on Anchor, I am going to... Um, I am going to start looking at other options here, but the pick is in, and New York City FC is on the clock here at number eight. I think New York's making a trade with Seattle because Rodrigo Rod Brodillo Rodriguez's MLS rights will sign the first team contract. He scored 17 goals, came up through Portugal's system. I honestly think we have a trade here. Because it's just been way too quiet. Like, New York has been way too quiet with what their intentions are with this number eight pick. And look, I like Jacob Morell. I think some of the international strikers like Calderia and are better. But Jacob Morell was a consensus top five pick. So to get him at seven, a hometown guy who's familiar with the city, familiar with the environment. Malachi Jones out of Lipscomb. Lipscomb has two picks in the top 10. Really? But yet, looking at this, Minnesota um, is going to be on the clock. But Malachi Jones out of Lipscomb. I'm, I'm going to Google what Malachi Jones. I've never heard of Malachi Jones. I'm sorry if this causes me to fall behind in the draft. But, like, I have never heard of this guy. He's a sophomore Okay, he had five goals and 12 assists. He was the playmaker. Okay, I can get on board with that. I don't hate that pick. I don't know who the guy was, but I can get on board with that. I mean... He's more of a winger, more of an attacking mid-type player. So he is a striker, though. But he's a striker with more assists than goals. So Lipscomb. The, the Lipscomb Bisons. I'm probably going to give this an A-, because I do like the fact that he has double-digit assists. There's something there where I'm, okay, I'm like, okay, he can create scoring chances. Maybe I'll give it an A. But yeah, Malachi Jones... was a big surprise. It's just a big surprise for a pick, you know, like 
That's not something I expected to happen. Malachi Jones was not... If you told me Malachi Jones was going to go 8th overall, that's not something I would have been like... I mean, I, I, I didn't even, I, I must have, uh, so Malachi Jones is officially the pick at eight. I was hoping we would get to nine. I really was hoping we would get to nine on anchor. I don't think that's going to happen. Hugo Bacharach, the center back from Indiana, who is going to require an international spot, goes ninth. Hugo Bacharach, Minnesota, I don't think Minnesota has any international roster slots. I don't believe they do. So, yeah. Hugo Bacharach is going to be an MLS Next player that they... Uh,
So that's going to be... Uh, so he does have good athletic traits. That's probably why I would bump... I'll give this a B. I'm, I don't hate the pick, but I do think it is a reach. And the fact... I was going to give this a B- minus or a C+, plus, but the fact that Todd Yeagley is praising the pick is why I'm I'm going to give Minnesota a B. I'll spare them with a B. I'm not going to, like, completely roast them because it... You can make the argument it's a reach, but at the same time, it's like... It's not a horrible pick. It's actually a decent selection. I just... Find out what Montreal does at 10. If you missed anything on Anchor, Hugo Bacharach was the ninth pick in the draft. Grayson Duty. Ugh. I mean, he's willing to put his body on the line. That's great, but I'm pretty certain Grayson Duty was the right back. And the last name Duty just rubs me the wrong way. I mean, I don't think it's his fault, but like, I gotta get more research on Grayson Duty. That's not a player.
I, I'm not a... Wyatt Meyer. So, I, I just, the name Grayson Duty, I don't know why. I feel like he's going to be a bust. Wyatt Meyer out of California is going to Nashville at 11. That is officially official, folks. I do like Wyatt Meyer more than Grayson Duty. Wyatt Meyer was one of these guys who dominated the MLS College Showcase. So that's a good pick for the, that organization, that spot. Um, but yeah, I look at...
I mean, that's just brutally... So we have a trade to announce. Colorado may be trading that number 12 pick. So yeah, Wyatt Miller, I do like Wyatt Miller. I mean, Grace and Duty is not wasn't even on my rankings. So the New York Red Bulls have moved up to 12 now. That is officially official, folks. So the New York Red Bulls now own the 12th pick in the draft. But we don't exactly know um, 
what's going to happen. So 14, 43, and 50,000 in allocation money. So wow, that's that is a big trade. That is a big trade. That's a good trade for the New York Red Bulls to move up. They only give up 50,000 in allocation money. They move up two spots. They give up their second round pick. If the New York Red Bulls get Matthew Bell or Marcus Calderia, they might get an A-plus from me. Honestly, that might be enough to get an A-plus grade here at this point. Because this is just, after the top guys, I think this is the first draft I can remember where I have not, I have not given out an A-plus pick since the, fifth, since the fourth pick in the draft. That's, that should tell you a lot. Like, cause usually when I do a draft, I'll 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 saturate the draft with A plus grades. I have not handed out an A plus grade since pick five, but I don't think anybody's done anything horrible enough either. Outside of Montreal, I really don't think anybody's made a horrible pick. And the Red Bulls take Aiden O'Connor, center back Virginia. Not a bad pick for them. I'm a little bit surprised they went that route, but. Aiden O'Connor has size. He is big man, 6'4", 205 pounds. Aiden O'Connor is a big man, and that's a good pick for a New York Red Bulls team. Just kind of surprised that was the pick because Aiden O'Connor, really reliable center back. I've seen him in the ACC. I know he's good. He was, I, I don't know if he was at the MLS College Showcase, but he's one of the bigger center backs in this class, and I do like Aiden O'Connor. Okay, I've seen his film. Aiden O'Connor was one of my preseason first round picks. So yeah, I do like Aiden, Aiden O'Connell, the Virginia center back. I had the Red Bulls taking him in the third round. They end up picking him two rounds earlier than I expected. So this is the first pick I've correctly predicted, which is actually pretty funny. That is pretty funny. The player I predicted the Red Bulls would get in the third round goes at 12. I'll probably give the Red Bulls an A grade because I do like Aiden O'Connor. Maybe I'll give that a B plus. I haven't decided, but New York Red Bulls, they have good center backs. They are stacked at that position. I feel like a lot of these teams are just drafting players for their farm systems at this point because they're not trying to make their teams better now. They're just trying to buy free agents and get players that will help their help their farm systems. That's pretty much where we're at, folks.
I mean, so let's see what's available here. The earthquakes are on the clock now at number 13. I mean, I do, it's not a pick that excites me, but it's not a pick that I'm bummed out about either. So the pick is in what is going to happen here. Yeah, so what's going to happen here? Is this a trade here? This feels like a trade. If we're being honest, this feels like a trade. Um, still have 29 people here. So thank you to everybody who's still on the stream listening to us. They're picking somebody in the first round. They may not pick somebody in the second round, but the fact that they've got the phone, they've got the... Uh, Scarf ready to go. Ugh. I mean, Jamar Ricketts does fill a need. He's versatile, but like... I mean, San Jose needed a left back. I don't dislike Jamar Ricketts, but he was mainly a left winger. Yeah, Jamar Ricketts probably going to move to defender in the MLS, but...
Oh boy, Dave Tepper is give, gives up a hundred and twenty-five thousand in allocation money to move up to fourteen.
I mean, I don't remember a draft where this much talent, where a lot of teams were outside of the top five, a lot of the teams really didn't get value. I just don't remember a draft like that. I guess I should be used to it. What the heck is Charlotte FC going to do at 14? Tiger Smalls from Loyola Marymount. Oh, God. Some of these trades are just bad.
some of these picks are just laughably bad. It's like we have Yannick Bright right back. That is a good pick. Florian's um, New Hampshire, one of Florian's favorite schools. I know. I like this pick. This is a good pick. New Hampshire Wildcats. I really like this pick here by Inter-Miami CF to move up for their guy. I don't. I don't trust Dave Tepper. I don't trust Dave Tepper with any draft decisions. I mean, you got Marcus Calderia still on the board. You have, yeah, Marcus Calderia still available at five. And it's like, I mean, some of these decisions are just bad. I don't agree with the thought process at all on some of these decisions. There's not a pick I've hated to the point where I'm, So I, I looking at this
So, yeah, I'm going to put a photo of Marcus Caldaria here. I don't dislike Tiger Smalls, I just don't think it's smart to trade up for a player when that player did not become a starter until the midseason. So Matthew Bell, one of the top players in this draft. This is an excellent pick. And Real Salt Lake continues to get good talent. It's not even fair at this point. But yeah, Matthew Bell ends up going at 16.
So let's see what's available here before we do anything else. And all for City has traded 15 and 75,000 in allocation money. They are now on the clock at 17. R wow. Some of these decisions are just very baffling to me. And Real Salt Lake is now on the clock. I mean, St. Louis City SC is now on the clock. They own the 17th pick. They give up the 50th pick, but they move up to 17. <laughs> I mean, it's like, I'm just trying to process this, like, St. Louis didn't have a first-round pick. They picked at 50. They picked at 50. And they're now picking at 17. Has this ever happened where we've seen a team move up from 50 to 17 in the draft? I mean, that's actually kind of impressive. I mean... And St. Louis really only needs a minute to make their pick. That's nuts, though. Like, this draft has been freaking crazy, man. Like...
I will show some screenshots. You know what? We're not live on TalkShoe. I'm going to fix that. Um, right now, we're going to fix that. Assuming TalkShoe doesn't disconnect us. There we go. I'm back. Um, hey, everybody. Um, Jose Kajima, Wake Forest winger. He will require international slot. This is a solid pick. That is certainly an interesting pick. I am going to get a photo of Matthew Bell just in case Marcus Calderia and the other player don't go in the first round. It's not that I dislike Jose Kojima. I just think Jose Kojima at pick 17 So Matthew Bell ends up going to um,
Okay, Calderi is still there, Josh Jones is there, and Stefan Anor Gafami, the Virginia striker who won ACC Player of the Year, is still on the board at pick 18. This has been a, this has been the craziest draft. I mean, the only way the NFL draft could top this is if Jaden Daniels or Michael Penix Jr. went number one over Caleb Williams. That's literally, because I, I don't think that'll happen in real life, but like, that is literally the only way to top this. So, Real Salt Lake back on the clock here. And just a crazy, crazy super draft. Really is. Like, this draft has been freaking insane. I don't remember a draft where you had all this talent. Kevin Bonilla. I did mock Kevin Bonilla to Port to Real Salt Lake in the second round. They do need a left back depth is an area of need for Yeah, Real Salt Lake is probably my biggest winner of the Super Draft. They get Kevin Bonilla and Matthew Bell at 16 and 18. I thought they, they've had a really strong Super Draft here. But there have been a ton of reaches, like...
All right, we'll be back for part three on Anchor. Stay tuned. Welcome back, folks, on Anchor, um, Spotify. But Jaden Hibbert, the second goalie off the board, has just been picked. I kind of had a feeling... Um, So, Kevin Bonilla, I do like what they did. Jaden Hibbert. I don't hate this pick, but I it is a massive reach considering the value you're getting. I think he's a late second round pick. I think he's an early to late second round pick, mid to early early to late second round pick. That's not a player you want to spend that top 20 selection on when you're You trust Arthur Blank with this guy. I would... And that's the thing with Atlanta United FC. They needed a goalie. They don't really need a goalie, but at the same time, they're one of these teams that did need a goalie. I mean, they had two free agents they were set to lose. Atlanta's set to lose those two free agents. I'm not saying I won't. Marcus Calderia, 
That is an excellent pick. So, Minnesota. Freaking Minnesota with an excellent pick at 20. Minnesota took Hugo Bacharach at 9, and then they come back and they get Marcus Calderia at 20. And I am going to change the um, grade for Hugo Bacharach. I will bump this up to a B+. I'm not going to bump it up to an A, but yeah, Marcus Calderia, probably my top player available in the back half of round one. So Marcus Calderia, all right, perfect. That is amazing. So Marcus Calderia, he ends up coming off the board at pick 20. All right, so...
So that is officially the pick. Marcus Calderia is officially the pick here. So we will officially go to... Um, Yeah, so I'm officially caught up with everybody. Yeah, Marcus Calderia. He goes at number 20. I love what Real Salt Lake has done with this super draft here. Okay, that's why I forgot to put a closing bracket in there. But yeah. Orlando, it looks like Orlando is on the clock here. So Orlando is traded up to 21. So the Rapids basically, they, they drafted... um. Wayne Fredericks and Kamani Stewart Payne. They've ignored Stryker and they've just been stockpiling up on allocation money. That's basically what they've been doing. It's like they're using the picks to collect allocation money. So we'll see what happens because I really do like some of the picks, but this has not been. A lot of teams have gone completely off script. And it's great. It's great for the sport. It's great for the ratings. Kovesky to Orlando. Yeah, he is literally the perfect attacking midfielder.
attacking midfielder properly and they don't screw up the coaching. Like, the coaches actually use him properly. That offense is going to be really hard to stop. Giorgio Kovacevsky, Syracuse midfielder that had 12 assists. He's now Duncan McGuire's new attacking midfielder. <laughs> Chump change. I mean, Orlando saw an opportunity and they went for it. I have to give them credit. I can't because that's a great player to take a chance on. If you're Orlando, that is literally the Robin to... to Giorgio Kosevsky is literally the Robin to Duncan McGuire's Batman. Those two complement each other perfectly. So, yeah, that was a very smart decision by Orlando. I know they took Shakur Mohammed in last year's draft, but I think Kosevsky complements McGuire better. They two played against each other in the College Cup last year. So, like, I think that's a fantastic pick for Orlando. I love what Orlando did. Trade up for Kosevsky. I'll probably give them an A grade instead of an A+, because they had to give Stan Kroenke some allocation money. But hey, I can't really complain. That is a great pick. Yeah, I, I do love the Kosevsky pick here. It's just a great pick. Under-the-radar pick. It's a sneaky pick. I had Kosevsky in the first round. But, you know, Orlando, they, they, they find a midfielder with 10 assists, and they, go, they, 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 they trade up for him, and they, they put that 10-assist playmaker, that midfielder, with their superstar striker, Duncan McGuire. I think that's an awesome pick. And... That's a that's a that's a pick that can win Orlando an MLS Cup down the road. Like they've got all their starters coming back. If they hit on Kosevsky, this team, Orlando could be a team we're looking at in next year's MLS Cup. They really Orlando is one of these teams that's had a few good drafts in a row. And Ryan Schwee, the Georgetown goalie. I said Sporting Kansas City needed depth at goalie, and Ryan Schwee, the Georgetown goalie, is off the board here. So Ryan Schwee, the Georgetown goalie, goes to Sporting Kansas City. Okay, 
you know, I did have this. Uh, I mean, I really like that pick. Kosevsky is a player that helped Syracuse win the College Cup as a junior, and now you're pairing him with Duncan McGuire, the the guy he had to beat to win the 2022 College Cup. I mean, Ryan Shui. Kosevsky, I love the Kosevsky pick. I think Kosevsky, I think when Orlando, if Kosevsky develops and can make, get 10 or more assists right out of the gate, Orlando's going to have a really good team next year. Like, we could get a Miami-Orlando Eastern Conference Finals. I honestly wouldn't be surprised. Kalani Casarienzi, the defensive midfielder from Washington, ends up on the Seattle Sounders. I think I mocked Kalani Casarienzi. This is the first pick I've actually correctly... Yeah. 
No, I had Kalani Casa Rienzi to Colorado, but this is this is a good pick. This guy can play 110 minutes. Really good stamina. I trust Seattle. I trust them with this guy. Yeah, and this is a great pick. Kalani Casa Rienzi to Seattle. Hometown guy. I love that pick for Seattle. That's a great fit for him. He's a defensive midfielder. He can play right back. He can do numerous different things off the bench. Um, I do like the pick, though. Yeah, Jaden Hibbert, I thought that was a reach at the time, but I love the Calderia pick for Minnesota. I'll, I'll load this. I'm going to load this pretty soon. Ryan Shway is the pick here. Yeah, he's faced a lot of shots. He's faced over 100 shots in each of the last two seasons. Everybody in the back half of the first round got better, and all the teams rebuilding reached. It's just, that's just the type of draft it's been this year. 
for a lot of these teams. This draft has been pretty insane, but like, I think I'm going to have to give them a dry cornbread. <laughs> yeah, I am changing the grade of one of my players.
yes, so the dry cornbread grade, I gave that to um, Montreal, but hey, we're waiting on, um, we're waiting on Inter-Miami CF. Yutaro Sukata, striker West Virginia. Wow, Sukata goes to Orlando. He will probably be nothing more than an MLS Next player, but it's still an interesting pick. West Virginia now with two first-round selections. I mean, it's like, yeah. It's like, I'm still working on some of these picks. These picks are flying in. Inter-Miami, they took Ryan Carmichael, who I had going at 17. And the Dynamo still haven't turned in their pick yet.
Yeah, so I'm finally all caught up. But we'll copy and paste some of the pics in the news ticker. Yeah, the... So that's officially updated. Thanks for staying with us. But Kosevsky, I love this pick for Orlando. Ryan Shway goes to Sporting Kansas City. Kalani Casarienzi to Seattle. Really like that pick. Ryan Carmichael could definitely develop into something down the road for Inter-Miami. So yes, I really do like the Sukata pick, and wow! And the Generation Adidas player fell to 26. Orlando has just continued to get talent. And it's nuts. Like, it is literally nuts. So the Dynamo get a Generation Adidas player at 26. So that's the furthest a Generation Adidas player has fallen in the modern day MLS. But it's like, yeah, that's a really good pick. There's a lot of teams in the back half of round one that have made really good value picks. Um, and here we have another one in Orlando.
so yeah, it's like, you know. Ryan Schaefer, I'm just a little bit curious.
So Brian Schaefer. And West Virginia with their third first-round pick. Jackson Lee, the goalie for West Virginia, is going to LAFC. I mean, West Virginia had more first-round picks than any team with three. I'm, I'm pretty certain nobody else had three first-round picks. So West Virginia goalie Jackson Lee is the pick. I mean, I didn't have Jackson Lee in my mock draft, but he was a key piece of that West Virginia Final Four team. main guy.
So four teams took goalies in the first round. That was the most goalies ever drafted in the first round. There have been two super drafts where four goalies went in the first round. This was the third super draft to have four goalies go that high. And Jaden Da from Duquesne, a player that I'm really high on, actually. Leading goal scorer, Jaden Da. I'm making sure it is... Um, Not even the best player on Duquesne. I mean, they had... So, Duquesne actually had a first-round pick, Jaden Daw. I did go to a Duquesne game last year, a tournament game. And... Was it Da who scored in that tournament game? I'm just curious against Loyola Chicago. No, he he came off the bench last year. So he didn't even start any games last year. He came off the bench. So he didn't even... He's a one-year starter, and he's a junior. But you do own his college rights for two more years. So Duquesne has a first-round pick. So that's pretty much most of the draft. Jackson Lee... West Virginia. So West Virginia leads the way with three first-round picks and the Duquesne Dukes. The Duquesne Dukes got a player drafted in the first round. The Duquesne Dukes. Yeah, it's like... I mean, this guy was a... So the, the so a player who was a one-year starter on the Duquesne Dukes got picked in the first round.
So, Yeah, so the MLS draft is over on, but yeah, it's like, Jackson Da. Jaden Da. Jaden Da. So he is officially um, 21 years old. Um, just looking at
So, but this will probably be the last hour of the podcast. I'll keep you guys updated on some of the round two picks. The round one write-ups are done. I went with Kevin Bonilla here. And I, Jaden Hibbert, I like Jaden Hibbert as a project, but the thing with Jaden Hibbert is he is a boomer bust pick. He is a pick that not really a high, not real, it, the Jaden Hibbert, if you develop him correctly, you could be getting a star, but if you don't develop him properly, you're getting a bust. I do like Calderia, but his stamina's got improved. Kosevsky, I think Kosevsky out of Syracuse is going to be a steal. Ryan Schwe could be decent if Kansas City's. Casa Rienzi to Seattle, that is a pick that should strike fear in the rest of the league. Ryan Carmichael, you can develop him behind Suarez. Sukata, I know he led in points, but my big issue with Sukata is he has to do a better job controlling his emotions. Stefan Anor Gifami, he didn't really play any quality competition. I know he's a Generation Adidas player, he's a freshman, but he really didn't play anybody tough. Houston gets him. I went with the C grade for Schaefer. I know Cincinnati needs a right back, but I see this guy as more of a complimentary right back or a right back off the bench, a complimentary center back or a center back off the bench rather than a starter. Jackson Lee has a lot of traits. I want. He faced a lot of shots, 232 shots from opposing players. Only made 66 saves because a lot of those shots were either in the net or overkicked. And then Jane Dodd of Duquesne ends up going. Dodd was a back bench player. And then uh, we'll go back to round one here. Yep. Um, Got to refresh this page. The first ever dry cornbread grade. <laughs> Montreal, they get the first ever dry cornbread grade. <laughs> I mean, that, I'm sorry, but Grayson Duty's like the worst center back, the worst defender on the team, and you draft him at number 10. Yes, okay, so first round is pretty much done. I will stay on the stream until 7 or 8. Brian Farlukan, Leo Afonso to, Ber to Miami, Olu Oy Gunnel goes to Chicago, Palmer Alt goes to Colorado, Jason Shukaluk goes to Akron. Okay, there are some moves in round two. But looking at a lot of these picks... A lot of these teams have reached. So Olu Oy Gunnel comes off the board. Brandon Parrish is a member of DC United in the second round. DC United is absolutely crushing this draft. I mean, they got uh, they got Jacob Morell and Parrish. DC United 
one of my big winners in this draft. Jamie Barker John. DC United has freaking crushed this draft. So, yeah, some of the round two picks are flying in. These picks are freaking flying in. Only reason I haven't um, updated the photo yet is because... Jelani Forbes to Charlotte. Just from a value standpoint, they have crushed this draft. Um, Oi Gunnell is off the board as well. Malik Henry, Kyle Linhares goes to Portland at 40. I do like Jason Shukaluk where he went in round two. I do like that pick. Okay, but like looking at this draft, I think DC United has had a really good super draft. They got Jacob Morell and Brandon Parrish with their first two picks. Palmer Alt is now a member of the Rapids. The Rapids trading out of the first round to get more allocation money. And then Stan Kroenke gets Palmer Alt the preseason number one pick in round two. That's not a bad place to get him. Because if it doesn't work out, you don't have to sign him and you literally risk losing nothing. Oh, we're, we're live on Anchor. Cool. Or Spotify. Anderson Rosa. Jacob Abali to Portland. Kyle Linhares. What are my LA Galaxy going to do? I am so nervous about what my LA Galaxy are going to do. But Palmer Alt at 34 is a really good pick. 
He was the preseason number one pick back in August. And you're getting him in round two. And essentially, if things don't work out, Turner Humphrey goes to Dallas. Well, that's a good pick. That's a good center back to develop. Damian Barker John. It's just not even fair. Like, some of these picks... Jason Shukaluk, the Akron striker, goes to Chicago in round two. I had a first on him. That's probably Chicago's best pick. Brandon Parrish is a... I like what Real Salt Lake did here. Damien Barker John. I had, a first, I had Damien Barker John in my top ten. He's still on the board. Um, Jelani Forbes goes to Charlotte. Malik Henry. It is. That's a great pickup for them. That's a really good pickup for them. Ethan Bark Brandt, the Western Michigan goalie. So we've just taken another goalie. San Jose State midfielder because after the first round it is like a lightning round the Red Bulls get Turner Humphrey that is actually a good pick 6 foot 4 188 pound center back on the Oregon State Beavers team that made the college cup that's actually not a bad pick the Whitecaps now that was that was um 
the Red Bulls traded this. The Red Bulls didn't get Turner Humphrey. They traded this pick to Colorado for Anderson Rosa. I remember Florian telling me how much Anderson Rosa sucked. He gets drafted, though. Colorado Rapids pick Anderson Rosa in round two. And he, the, the Rapids did need a left back. They did. The Rapids do not have any left backs. They traded their starting left back to St. Louis. And then their backup left back, they traded him. They had to get a left back. They get Anderson Rosa. Wow, Josh Jones to Real Salt Lake. They have freaking crushed this draft. They get Matthew Bell and Josh Jones. It's not even fair. Like, just hand Real Salt Lake the MLS Cup. Not even fair that they are. They end up with Josh Jones at 48. I think Real Salt Lake has literally absolutely crushed this draft. Damian Barker, John. I think Real Salt Lake's probably the biggest winner. So Josh Jones will be the cover athlete for round two. I want round two coverage, guys. Don't don't even think about freezing on me. Antino Lopez got picked twice.
Javier Armes. Usman Silla is now off the board. Merkovic goes to Orlando. Philippe Merkovic, another one of these guys that really... Merkovic was good at Pitt. He was Pitt's best player this year. UC Berkeley, Sporting Kansas City takes Dyson Clapier, midfielder Akron. I'm not a big Clapier guy, but hey. And Antino Lopez, a Duke midfielder. I mocked him to Seattle in my very first mock draft. A striker on Penn gets picked. Philippe Merkovic 
the Pitt Panthers midfielder, Usman Silla. Dynamo get the generation Adidas freshman at 26, and they get Usman Silla, top senior from Clemson in the late second round. The Dynamo have freaking crushed this thing. They have, like... And Zach Zeng, the younger brother. Tucker Lepley to the Galaxy. Zach Bohane to the Union. What a freaking bargain. I had Zach Bohane in my top 10. And no teams have passed on picks yet. What a freaking... So Zach Bohane goes to the Union in round 3. I am getting a Zach Bohane photo, and
Some of these picks really do confuse me. So I am going to get the uh, photo up. Holy shit. Sorry. Sorry about the language, folks. Uh, I did apply for a Senior Bowl pass. They did accept. Um, I didn't think they'd accept. So Zach Bohane goes to, um, and my phone is about to die, by the way, like, I'm just letting you guys know, even though this has been a lot of fun, we have the news ticker for all the picks updated, and really happy that teams are actually not passing on draft picks. That was my biggest pet peeve with the Super Draft. We're not seeing that this year. So, Zach Bohane.
Mads Westergren, a player I mocked at 15, goes to FC Dallas in round three. So I'll try my best to update you guys on some of the picks as they come flying in. But yeah, best pick in round two was Josh Jones. The news ticker for round two is up. The grades for round two... Okay. Hold on. Hold on. I forgot to put a hyphen in Josh Jones. I'm sorry, there was a Josh Jones from the Senior Bowl that I interviewed. I knew I I knew there were two Josh Joneses on the site. Why does this say twenty twenty three? I gotta make sure. I gotta make sure it says twenty twenty four on all of them. All right, so we do have rounds two and three to go. So yeah, we've got the photos up. I'm not going to have all the draft grades up, but I do have the news ticker. I can give you guys updates on some of the picks. Nicholas Florio Chateau, St. John's Coast of Vancouver, and Bryce Bonneau goes to Notre Dame. But I will do the news ticker for round three, and I'll, I'll try to break down some of these picks here. I want to see what position Patrick McDonald plays. I don't trust the MLS League websites. I don't. I trust the uh, college websites. Yeah, he's a midfielder. They got that one right. And the Rapids end up taking Gunnar Studenhoft from Manhattan College. I've never heard of Manhattan College. Maximus Jennings from Georgetown. Casper Moles. So Atlanta drafts the two sophomore goalies. They draft two goalies. <laughs> it's like drafting two quarterbacks. Okay? If you get if you get a good goalie with one of those picks, okay. If either one of those goalies ends up becoming your future starting goalie, great. And if not, you, you lose your job, Arthur Blank gives you a severance package and you get roasted by Joey. It's that freaking simple, folks. There is no there is no way around it. And Jonathan Robinson out of Western Michigan going to Sporting Kansas City. That is an excellent pick for Sporting. I am happy for them. Pep Casas. Is that a, is that a striker or a... I got to check. Pep Casas from UNC Wilmington. 
Okay, we got to reload talk shoot. We have to. I'm sorry. This is inexcusable. I don't like you uh, cutting me cutting out talk shoot. But hey. Um yes. All right, so we're back. Um Pep Casas from UNC Wilmington goes in the third round. Super draft needs to stop lagging. There have been way too many lag. There's been way too much lagging. Francesco Montali from Boston University. We had four goalies drafted in the first round. Um, Western Michigan, five goalies. Six goalies. Seven goalies. Eight goalies have been drafted so far. Eight goalies. So eight goalies have been drafted. North Carolina Wilmington. Tucker Lepley, the UCLA midfielder, and then Zach Bohane. The Philadelphia Union take Zach Bohane a top 10 prospect with the third round pick they got from Austin FC. That's just a bargain of a pick. That's a bargain value to get him in. Fletcher Bank. Ruben Masals went in round three. And Fletcher Bank goes to Toronto. Toronto has had a good draft. I had Fletcher Bank in the first round of my draft. They went with Patrick McDonald, the Indiana junior, in round three. A little bit of a weird pick. 
unconventional pick to say the least. And they end up taking Fletcher Bank at right winger in the third round. And Lips comes. Tyrese Spicer is the number one pick in the draft. The Lips come Bisons have are finally royalty in the world of sports, or at least the MLS Super Draft. Eli Conway, the striker for Montreal. But you took two sophomore goalies. It's almost like you're banking on one of them to develop into something. Carson Hodgson out of Western Michigan. <laughs> yeah. So nobody passed on picks. So that I consider that a success. Like, you, you kept teams from passing on picks...
Mads Westergrid from SMU goes 73. That's a good pick. No, because we had like five picks in their mock draft correct. Like, we correctly predicted the teams. Yeah, Jonathan Robinson, the center back, the left back from Western Michigan that I told you about, went to Sporting Kansas City in the third round. That's a steal for them. I thought Sporting Kansas City, they drafted the Georgetown goalie in the first round, but then they come back and they, they really end up doing well on day two. They get Dyson Clapier, the Akron midfielder that was at last year's MLS College Showcase, he looked like he had an attitude problem, but I don't know what the deal is. I can't really say. Bubba Fofana, Portland. So we had nine goalies drafted. An MLS record, nine goalies were drafted, four of which went in the first round. And nobody passed on their picks. If you had told me nine goalies were going to get drafted and that we would have four goalies drafted in the first round for the second time or third time in the league's history, I would have said you were crazy, but it's happened. Four goalies did get picked in the first round of this draft. Two of those goalies for, were from the MLS College Showcase. Charlotte 49ers, they get Rion Tori, the Japanese midfielder from the transfer portal. He also gets drafted on the same day that he commits. That's insane. Like, uh, Ruben Masales, the Dyn the Dyn Real Salt Lake just freaking squashed this draft like a bug. I don't know what else, I don't know how else to put it. Yeah, and Real Salt Lake gets Maximus Jennings and Ruben Masales. 
I thought Real Salt Lake just crushed the first two rounds of this draft. They got two top five players in one draft class. And they got one of those players in the second round. Like, they absolutely crushed this draft. I think they... I don't even think there's a conversation... I don't think there's a clear number two. And Mr. Relevant was, in fact, a goalie. I mocked a goalie to Columbus at this pick for depth. Luke Pruder, California Irvine. So Luke Pruder... So that is the draft in a nutshell, folks. I, I will post a... Um, I'm going to end this soon. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Um, it's been almost four hours. I could keep going. I could start typing draft grades, but like it's 7.30. I'm not even sure anybody else cares at this point, but I do. 13 people are still here. Okay, fine. I'll do my best to uh, keep going then. But I'm just letting you know my phone is going to die soon. So be conscious of that and be aware of that. And just be mindful of that. So Joey Mayer, and don't worry, I will have more MLS content on Saturday's podcast, especially, especially when you consider that the ratings the last two shows have been through the roof. It's like, yeah, the ratings being as high as they are on the podcast, we're going to keep talking about soccer. We are. Because I am an animaniac when it comes to having killer ratings.
Okay, so that first write-up for round two is done. But you can see, like, some of the picks here. So we'll go back. We'll start. Start the write-ups for round two. I believe Austin did make the trade with Colorado. They did. It's like... So there's only two generation Adidas players in the entire draft, and you get one of them at pick 26 at the end of the first round. Like, we're not even upset that you traded your third round pick away. We're so impressed that you got those two impact players, those two potential stars, and you're picking at 26. Like, to get two impact players at pick 26 and in the late second round... I don't even know how to be where to begin because it's very difficult to pull that off. I guarantee you there's going to be an NFL team that does not pull that off. The Houston Dynamo might be better at drafting than I don't know. But yeah. I've got most of the picks up Bryant Farkelon. I want to thank everybody for joining in. Okay, let's see what we got here. Yeah, so we got that pick. That pick's ready to go, so yeah. And then Colorado ends up getting Palmer Alt at number four. I'm not sure how they did it, because what happens is Austin FC ends up getting the early second round pick at the end of the first round with Atlanta. They trade some allocation money, and then the Rapids end up getting Palmer Alt in the beginning of the second round. But yes, we're going to be off the air in seven minutes. Bryant Farkalun.
I could keep doing this, but I, I probably do need a break because my iPad's at 43%. I mean, you guys don't want to see me here, do you? It's like, no, he's a, he's a forward. I think, do we have him listed as a midfielder? I gotta make sure here. We yeah, freaking MLS had him listed as a midfielder. He's a forward, probably a winger, but you know, like that's one of the things that kind of disappoints me about MLS is they don't watch college soccer. They keep track of the positions based on where the players projected, not based on the talent level. But yeah, 57150, he's from Liberia. I don't know where Liberia is. I'm guessing that's somewhere in Africa. He did score two goals in a 2-0 win over San Jose State. I mean, he did, yeah, Te Texas Rio Grande Valley did beat Xavier earlier in the season. I mean, Xavier did go on to win the Big East tournament. And Texas Rio Grande Valley did beat them earlier in the season. Farkaloon is a big reason why. 5-7-150. I'm going to give this a... I don't know. I, I mean, you could argue it's a B grade or whatever. But... But yeah, I mean, Real got two of my top five players. I, 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 and they still got good value. They got Matthew Bell, Kevin Bonilla, a, a, a fullback that Florian is super high on. Jefferson Amaya went undrafted, which sucks because he better be draft eligible next year. I mean, Jefferson Amaya went undrafted, but like, you get Josh Jones, a top center back. You get Damian Barker, John who made a half-court shot in the second round, and then you get two more quality players in the third round. I thought Real Salt Lake dominated this draft with each of their six picks. They made something happen. They have to be the biggest winner for me. I don't even think there's a close number two. I mean, you could make a case for DC United. What did DC United do in the third round, though? That's really what I'm looking at. They took Nathan Crockford, a goalie from Wisconsin, Nathan Crockford. Because I thought their first two picks, they knocked it out of the park with Morell and Jacob Parrish. They get Aldair Sanchez, a Sacramento FC USL player. Because they got a top five player at seven, and they got a late first round player in the second round at forward and midfielder.
Yeah, Leo Afonso was a player that was underwhelming. I'm going to give that a D grade. Olu Oigunnel, I do like that pick. Chicago did need a left back. Chicago did need a better fullback. Oigunnel can play center back or left back. He gives that back line some depth. Palmer Alt, the butler striker, can play. Listed as a midfielder. Palmer Alt was a good pick. Brandon Parrish, Shukaluk. I thought a bunch of teams really hit on their draft picks. But, you know, the FC Dallas gets Turner Humphrey. They get Turner Humphrey and Logan Carrington. And then they get Mads Westergren in round three. I thought Oss, I thought their I thought FC Dallas had a good draft too. Looking back on what they did in the super draft. I mean I'm I'm a, as an LA Galaxy fan, I'm not really happy with our draft. We took Ethan Bart, the Ethan Brandt, the Western Michigan goalie. And Josh Jones ends up dropping to Real Salt Lake as a result. But yeah, that's going to do it for the stream, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Chris Ransom. Enjoy the 2023-2024 Super Draft. We'll have more live grades and cornerback rankings on Saturday's podcast on TalkShoe. So long.